You don't want to miss today's podcast with my special guest, Frank Seamster, as we discuss how to overcome life's hurdles to get where you want to be. You were made for more than the status quo. I'm Pastor Steve Gray, and this is the More Faith, More Life podcast. This podcast is for Christians with an ambitious heart who want to be more for their family, do more with their career, and see more of God's promises in their life. I've spent many years as a worship artist, minister, nonprofit leader, bold truth speaker, and most importantly, father and spouse. When I was in my early 40s, I was craving more, more from God and more from life. I'd done everything I was supposed to do. My life was good, but it wasn't good enough. So I spent the following years diving into the Word of God and searching for the biblical principles that would bring me closer to God and help my purpose and life flourish. That's what I want to share with you. In every episode, you'll get practical tools based on real-life experiences that you can put into action to redefine your faith and, ultimately, your life. So, if you're ready to do more, subscribe to More Faith, More Life, and hear an unfiltered biblical truth every week. It's time to be and experience more. Have you gotten my book, My Absurd Religion, by which I make my living? You need to get it. It's going to help you understand a whole lot of things about the world and what's happening today, especially in the church world. Go to the website, More Faith, More Life, and download the ebook with the study guide. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another podcast of More Faith, More Life. I have a friend from many years with us today and, and our guest, uh, Frank Seamster. We're going to ask him some questions and kind of back up in his life to help you figure out yours. So welcome, Frank. Good to see you. We just got together a few yeah. minutes ago, so we're still <laughs> saying hi. We haven't seen each other in a year, so but we'll get past that and go ahead and share some stuff with you. But uh, I've known you a long time, but most of the time that I've known you, you already in the ministry, right. you established or were establishing, and we've watched your ministry grow, my ministry grow. But before that, I, I, I know some things, but I'm sure there's things that you might want to share if we could back up, and I don't know where you want to start. I just The only thing I know is you were in the military, right? you did music, mm-hmm. and but I don't know what was before that. Uh, you told me you, uh, you went to school with a guy just a minute ago. We were telling stories. Is yeah, a guy I went to school with. So obviously you went to school, yeah, and then you went in the military. So somehow, though, you got into the ministry. You have ministry influences. Right. I can't remember exactly yep. about your dad and that. But mm-hmm. anyway, let's back up, if you don't mind, because I want them to get the idea of their life where they are in their 20s or 30s or whatever and uh they're trying to figure out stuff so how did you figure out and get where you are today i guess that's where we're talking well i guess it was um you know it was never really my deep desire to to actually enter into the ministry because my dad was a pastor and i grew up in in church i was a what they call a pk Mm -hmm. a preacher's kid and my dad pastored for 50 years wow and uh, I, uh, I, I, I seen a lot of the struggles that him and my mom went through. And of course, uh, way back then in, in some, of the, some of the thinking of uh, some of the saints in the church, their, uh, their idea was, Lord, um, you keep them humble and we'll keep them poor. Mm-hmm. So I had no desire. I had absolutely no desire to, for, for that to, to go into the ministry. 
And uh, my my thing was I was in school. I uh, I loved sports and I was concentrating on sports and even you know with some scholarship offers from some college to play. And, You're pretty uh, good at sports still today. You still can beat me and most of the <laughs> except that one basketball game. Were we on the same team though? We were on the same so team. We won. So yeah. we won. Yeah. I made that surprise basket. But anyway. <laughs> He's still better than I am at sports. But that's only because I play twice a week when yeah. I'm at home. Yeah, he still gets Every Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday is tennis. So, you know, oh, God. I'm, I'm trying to keep, keep, keep up, up with, with you. you. Yeah, I, I can't keep up with you now. But anyway, so you like sports. You yeah. did sports. And, and, yeah, and that was the, that was, that, that was the thing. And, and really, I, I wanted to go into business. That was really where, okay. where I had a, a, an attraction to. And uh, so I graduated from, graduated from school. And uh, I went to Bible college. Okay, I, went I forgot Bible, about that. Yeah, I, I went. I went to Bible college, and I came out of out of out of Bible college, and then I went into the military. What? Where were? You, what? What state were you? Was it on the coast? Where North you Carolina? Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina is where where I, where yeah, right, I, where I was up. born and raised and grew yeah. up in, and uh, so. Um, uh, we had a uh, the the denomination that my dad was a part of. They had a Bible college, and uh, uh, I went to the Bible college. And after there, uh, I went into the military. Vietnam was going pretty mm-hmm. strong and yep. heavy then, and uh, so I got a. Um, uh, a letter from my uh, from my neighbors inviting me, not really inviting me, but yeah. saying I was being called. Yeah, and I went in, and which was the greatest, really a great time for me. I, I love the military. I actually I got hooked up with a, a gospel group in the military, and uh, we um, we actually won the all uh, service championship in yeah. Tokyo, Japan. Larry oh. Goss, oh yeah, remember sure. the Goss brothers? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah Larry and I, and uh, uh, a guy that was with the had had sung with the Imperials that was there, and so we had this little trio. Yeah, and big this and those that might not know those yeah. big names in uh, yeah. gospel music some it, some years ago, but they laid yeah. a great foundation for today. Wonderful, wonderful foundation, yeah. and so. Then when I, I, I came back and uh, I, I, um, I went into business, I, I, had a, I had a friend of mine that had a, um, he had an advertising company. And so he asked me if I'd like to go in with him. And what they did is we, we would put, um, if you go into uh, the baggage areas of the hotels, uh, of the airports like I did today, there used to be a great big billboard, and they would have different places that you could call, taxi, restaurant, yeah. and they could come pick you up the taxi people and carry you. Now those are kind of out because everybody's got their cell phones, yeah, and, right. and they make those calls. So we, I, had, I went in with him, but then also deep inside I kept feeling, you know, though, though I knew the call was there, you know, it was something that, that I, I wasn't really, I just wasn't, I, want, I wasn't willing to say yes to yeah, the Lord right. <laughs> then, you know. And so uh, finally one day, uh, um, my partner, he had went another direction and I did, and I now had the company and had, I had about 50 employees. Yeah. And um, so one day I, I, uh, uh, I, I had actually had been down to a, uh, I was living in this apartment and we were having this big Memorial Day uh, celebration. And uh, for I, I, I left the little pool party that everybody was having and I went back to, to my apartment. 
And I sat down on my couch, and all of a sudden, it was like God just really showed up big time in the room. Mm. And I fell on my face and uh, in the in the floor, on the floor, and began to, you know, to cry out to God. And, and, and yes, God, whatever you are calling me to do, I'm willing. I'm, I am willing, and I want to go all the way with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, I um, uh, gave my notice, uh, and I at the apartments that I was living in and I went back home and I lived in a room for about nine months that was about uh, oh I don't know about 10 by 12 (laughs) on my face before the Lord just crying out unto God and that's kind of where things begin to take a real Mm -hmm. a real turn at in my life you know Uh, especially those times that I would uh, sometimes in the night God's power and presence was so strong. I would, I would crawl underneath the bed. I'm a almost a I'm I'm a young guy now, you know. But I was just so hungry for God. I'd crawl underneath the bed, and 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 the word was becoming so alive to me that sometimes I would say to the Lord, "Oh, I need a little bit of a break, God." You know, and there would be times that my mom would come and knock on the door, and she says, "Are are you still in there? You're you alive?" I say, "Oh yes, Mom." She said, "Well, it's time to eat." And I'd say, Mom, I'm not hungry. I'm, I'm in the Word right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what began to really happen and take place. And then uh, um, I went to, uh, I actually went to Emmanuel, which was a, a, a college. Another, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So when you were in there seeking the Lord, you were at your parents' house mm-hmm. so that expenses weren't as much in a thing because you were just like, taken care of so you could just really seek the yeah. Lord. And I think people, the, some of the guys and gals, you know, you you adjust what you got to do. You, you, you may not want to go live with your parents or yeah. whatever, you, but you yeah. go live, you got to find, you got to find your way. Or you're going to be miserable the whole, your whole life. Yeah. And that's because, you know, the call was so heavy and so strong and, 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 you know, the, 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 the thing that I kept saying to the Lord God I want it to be real because I had growing up, you know, kind of like Clint Eastwood. I'd seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> yeah, and it right, was all right, in right. church, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. all in church. And I, I, I had, I, I, I will back up just for a second. I had met a, a uh, when I was in the military and I was stationed uh, uh, in Okinawa. That was our home base and we traveled all over that area with the singing group. And, um, but Okinawa was, was my home base. And I met a I met a pastor there that which actually became the church that I attended while I was stationed in Okinawa, and I had never I had never met a pastor like him in all my life, like you would be. No. I, I say that seriously, no, you know uh, uh, that um, I, I never heard anybody preach the way, and I'd been in church you know ever mm-hmm. since I can remember was born. You know I remember laying under the. The, the the benches under the sawdust, you yeah, know, yeah. under the tents with my dad, you know. So I had grew up in it, but he just had such a, a phenomenal relationship and an understanding of the Word, and so much so that uh, I'd meet him every morning at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, every morning at 4 o'clock, we had a, the church was in like a Quonset hut. At, at, I'd meet him every morning at... Uh, at four o'clock, and we would pray, and and we would study, and he would open the word up to me, and I never forget it. He would had these little note cards, and uh, we put three verses of scripture on those note cards, and I would memorize them, 
every day. And so at the end of the week, I had 15. Oh, that's pretty good. And yeah. then I'd take a, a break on, on renewal on Saturday and take a break on Sunday, <laughs> then start back on yeah, Monday, which yeah. gave me a real hunger, right. a real hunger for the Word of God, yeah, yeah. you know? Right. And, um, but then uh, uh, I... Uh, uh, you know, went uh, to school, and and then, then the Lord just began to 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 really speak to my heart about full time ministry, and uh, and and I did, I, you know, I said yes to the Lord, yeah. and then of course, you know, Natalie, right. uh, she came, and uh, we started traveling. Yeah. <laughs> we were in Missouri, yeah. Poplar Bluff, met, and that's yeah. when I met you. You you were at a church. Yep. Kind of a transitional time. You knew you weren't going to be. I knew even just yeah. meeting you, you're not going to be there forever yeah. because of the kind of church it was at the time. But yeah. it served what it was. And shortly after I met you, you were already, even when I did meet you, I think you you were already planning because that's our first conversation yeah. about. Oh, you're a pastor. I'd like to maybe come to your church sometime. <laughs> yeah. And our church was like a year old. <laughs> it was the first year, and you were starting the first year uh, with uh, Naphtali, and yeah, and so those great beginnings yeah yeah and uh and 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 it's kind of you know that's and it hasn't been without you know i remember when we first started out you know uh uh, sometimes we'd have to sleep in the car, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, try get, have enough gas to get to the next mm-hmm. meeting. Because back yeah. then, you know, a lot of times it's, you remember, you guys remember, a lot of the churches didn't have the, the finances that they have yeah, they today, have the accommodations, different. you know. So we would start off, uh, we started off sleeping in cars, you know, yeah. sleeping in the car, her in the front seat and my in the back seat. Um, you know, having enough room to get to the next place. <laughs> yeah, we had those kind of adventures too, where you, you'd go and you'd when I traveled and minister, and then uh, you know you get they do an offering and they do a big spiel. We're going to do an offering for, and then they wouldn't give it to you. They give you a little to you, but you barely ha- you know you couldn't eat. You had to just get enough gas to right. get where you were yeah. and hope the next place to. And they and and God came through. God the next place through. would next place would do better. Yeah, but uh, yeah. You know, I remember, Kathy, uh, we had this one particular place we went to. We needed the finances really bad. And we were driving that big bus back then, too. And we needed it really bad, badly. And, and I, we preached. We did four or five days or whatever we did, you know. And uh, should have had a pretty good offering. And we had some friends that yeah. told us, you know, that they had put money in because they showed up from a long distance. So the offering should have been pretty good. And then it was something like, here's, we want to bless you. I wish we could have done better, which they could have. And they gave us like about $200. Kathy knew, she knew, and she said, you know, I know they kept some of it. They stole that money from us. So that's when we first learned that lesson. I said, Kathy, we're not going to get that money back. So the only way we can do it is this, this release it and say, they didn't steal it from us. It's our gift. We right. gifted to you. You didn't steal it. It's our gift. Take it. And, then, and, and they didn't even know we prayed that, but it released right. us and said, Kathy, you can't be mad anymore. And God made up the difference with somebody else's generosity. Yeah. I know you got lots of stories too, but, oh, Lord, but yeah. those are those days that we want to encourage those that are listening to that, yeah. uh, you know, you'll have your own adventure. Right. Don't be afraid. Be wise, but right. don't be afraid. Seek good counseling. Talk to guys like Frank or myself or somebody that you know who may have been through it would be excellent. I don't know. It's hard to, over the years, it's been hard to find somebody that could really bring you to that deep level you want to go right. at. Yeah. But uh, whatever, whoever and whatever, and you're hearing this, 
Uh, we talk about more faith and more life, and you need to start your adventure on whatever, full-time, part-time, whatever you can do. It is the greatest life. It is the greatest. But right. God has challenges when you see so much. Like it's, it, you, you know, I always say, Frank, you can tell this is spiritual because people in the ministry, in the church, go through things Nobody else goes through right. selling advertising or whatever you did, right. working down at the source, even having a business or whatever. Right. You go through battles and you know, and you have people, but once you hit that ministry, you you know there's a devil because it's it's a it's a challenge because we're dealing with people with the spirit realm, yeah. and but it's so so worth it. Okay, so then you you started and you went and you've been going. How did you um, how did you connect with churches to like? Where do you start? I know you talked to me, yeah. but uh, I don't know if you had connections through your dad or denomination or what. What did you do? Actually, it just was, to get it, going. It just it was. It, when I look back at it now, it was uh, only God, mm-hmm. and that's what faith is. Faith right. is one simple thing on faith. Yeah, trust God. Yeah, that is just as simple as I, you yeah. just trust God. But when I was in Poplar Bluff. Um, I started getting, I actually started doing a lot of pastor conferences where I would be preaching, where there would be a lot of pastors mm-hmm. at. And um, that's really where it, it really uh, kind of launched things at um, because pastors would come up and they would, you know, say, hey, would you would you come to our church, yeah. you know? And, and back then, uh, there was not a lot of churches that were in the praise and worship like we are oh, now. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know? So... Um, uh, it, it became a, a, a great it became a great avenue for me in a lot of places because even though they were not in worship and praise, I could say, "Hey, uh, especially when I got ready to preach, because you're looking for a certain kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. and presence." Mm-hmm. I I'd sometimes bring them up around the keyboard and just sing and and anyway the Lord the Lord just began to bless that and uh, then I'd go back home back to Poplar Bluff and I would preach and. I got feeling more like a Harlan than I did a pastor because <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, gone. And so, uh, but my big, the big thing came, I was out in California and um, I actually went to this conference with just no intention of anything. I didn't even hardly know the leader. My father had knew him, but I didn't really know the leader of it. And uh, I knew a couple of people that were connected with him that were now working with him, but that's all. Uh, that were from our area on in in North Carolina, and uh, they were having this big conference, and they were having a shut in before the before the conference had started, you know, and they had a three day shut in, you know, and people would just stay at the church and pray, right, you yeah. know, those that had to go to work would go to work, they'd come back from work and just pray, and I was in the shut in, you know, and um, uh, I did get a chance to meet the the leader of of the conference. And uh, the first first night, the opening night, uh, I was sitting back about middle way, large concrete, large crowd, and he made mention. You know, he said one of my one of my old 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 friends that I haven't seen in years, his son is in the service tonight, and I uh, he, I want to ask him just to come to the pulpit. And so wow. I came up to the pulpit, you know, and thought I was going to sit down, and he hugged my neck and said, "You're preaching." Mm. And there you go. There you go. Yeah. 24 meetings. Oh, wow. One time. Mm. God opened the door. And that's really kind of yeah, how it just really, you know, this is, uh, what, I think our 38th year. Yeah, yeah. It, trusting God. You know, um, 
Yeah, after those 38 years. And we're kind of going back to the beginning roots. Yeah. What, uh, I don't know, what do you think is the greatest hurdle or uh, challenge that you had? Like, is it money? Is it uh, finding churches? Is it surviving churches, <laughs> you know, that, that you expected more and they, did, you know, disappointment? Yeah, oh, I think, yeah. Dis- sure. What do you think as some of these others that maybe are considering or maybe there's pastors considering giving up, but... What was the biggest check? If looking back, was it money, I think, uh, energy? I think, sure, your finances. Friends. You know, of course, your energy is pretty good because you're you're. You know, I, I was ready. You're excited. I'm yeah. excited, and and I was ready. Uh, finances, as you as you mentioned a little bit earlier about offerings. You know, I I had those kind of same situations too. Yeah. You know, where. Uh, where it was 50-50 in some yeah, right. situations, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, you, you know, you have those financial situations, but then, you know, uh, God always took care. I mean, it, it just I just trusted, I just trusted God. Yeah. And, and God would always come, always would come through. Sometimes you didn't think he was going to come yeah. through, but you knew God was going to come through. You didn't know how he was going to come through. And exactly when he was going through, but you knew God was going to do it. He was going to come through and supply the needs. And so uh, that, and then sometimes, uh, uh, you know, you go to some churches that uh, you're not received, you know, (laughs) like you are in other churches, you know. and you can always tell because you know you're up there giving your heart out, you know, and you got you got folks sitting on the front seat looking at their watch, you know, yeah. wondering what time this guy's going to finish. And but God gives you that strength, and He gives you that uh, that uh, that anointing, you know, to yeah. to overcome those situations and circumstances. And when you're hungry for God, when you are hungry for God, and 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 you're you're trusting God. Uh, it just seems to override everything else. I don't yeah. care what kind of struggles that you may have, uh, whether it's financial struggles that you may have at times. Uh, uh, a lot of times we didn't know where we were going to even be staying at. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? right. But then also during all of that, I learned, I also learned the secret of giving. Yeah. And I learned that the more I gave, even, 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 even a lot of times, uh, uh, more than more than what I really got. Sometimes, you yeah. know, I just would take and just give and give and give. And especially later on, uh, uh, I, I've had the same CPA for. Sorry, could you say that again? <laughs> that's, that's your watch, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> They, your watch wants to make sure we really get this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you say it again? Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> but no. but the but the lady who did who who did uh, our taxes for many many years, she passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, she would say, you know, I, I can't. You can't write any of this off because. You know, that's a red flag because people, they wouldn't understand with yeah. what you're getting in, how yeah. much you're giving, giving. Yeah. how much you're giving. But I found out that was the key. Yeah. And then God just blessed and blessed and blessed. And then we were able to get a couple of RVs and travel, you know, have a, yeah, have right, our home right. with us all the time. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, but, but God always came through, Steve. He yeah. always came through. But I learned I learned the praying. I learned the reading His Word. I, I learned to giving, and um, that 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 became the 
the thing that just that just gave us the victory. There's something about you too that I know, so I know this answer, but I'm going to ask you because I, I know what your answer will be, and it'll be a good one. But for myself too, I've, I've found out what uh, whether they're going in the ministry or they're being a mom or a dad, trying to be a good husband or worker or whatever, this holds true. Um, and that is what I learned about you is uh, no matter what happens, both of us have decided we're going to protect our hearts from being changed by anything, circumstances, situations. You know, I've been through some, yeah, <laughs> and no. I know everybody's been right. through some. Right. Talk about that a minute, because you know it could be. You, we could say the biggest challenge is finances. I have young ones or others coming. To me. How do you do it if you don't know anybody? Or how do you do it if you're not making the money? How do you do it if you need to book churches and just the, you know, the planning side of it? But that's not the biggest challenge, in my opinion. After this many years, keeping your heart where it belongs, yeah, going through it all. So just talk to us about that heart, because both of us have been through, and we both come out still friends, joyous, free, right. all that stuff. Yeah, because we, you know, we, we we know what we know what God has called us to do, mm-hmm. and when you know when you know what God has called you to do, and you're and you're running after God, I mean that that becomes everything then you know that God, whatever situation comes up, I don't care what it is, if you're running after God, if you're hungry for God, if you're staying before God, if you're seeking God, God will always come through for you. He will absolutely, I don't care what that situation is, what your circumstance is, God will keep you. God has kept us. He has has kept us with our health, I mean, because we have sought after God. I hadn't had to go to a, a doctor or a hospital since I was a, a senior in high school, yeah. gotten hurt in the football game, and mm-hmm. God has just protected us and kept us, and he's watched over us. And and when you have that heart for God, and that's the key, I really believe, and that's that, that that's, I can honestly say, when when I said yes to God, and 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 I, I I said whatever you ask of me, God, I am going to do it. When I said that to him, and I and I put that I put that into practice, then whatever situation, whatever circumstance, good or bad or indifferent that we came into, uh, that desire in God, that desire yeah. for God, overrode everything. Yeah. And if everybody here can learn that listening, whether you, we're, we talk a lot about ministry, obviously. Yeah. We love to see young women and young, well, of all ages, go do it, you know. Right. But it's not for everybody, but everybody can pursue God and get the best life they can get. That's why, you know, more faith is going to produce more life. Right. And you can be alive and not have that life. And I'm, I'm so happy with myself, too, <laughs> just that I have a, I still have such freedom uh, and all the things we've done and uh, seen, good and bad, like you said, and ugly, to still be free and happy and joyous and confident in God. And that's what I want for the people. And I want to mention something to uh, Zion. I think he's helping us, you know, over there with this podcast. I always look to him, our producer or whatever, director. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna, uh, we should talk about the book, right? I want to talk about My Absurd Religion because uh, it's a small book and you can get an ebook with a workbook and all that. But the thing I like about it is not necessarily you need to read it, but they do, is because you get preconceived ideas of what it's going to be like to serve God, to go to church. My church should be like this. Now I'm disappointed. But this book automatically tells you and says, you're going to find 
money lovers in the ministry, in the church, you're going to find hypocrites. You're going to find bad teaching. You're going to find prejudice against women, prejudice against Jews. You're going to find all that. But it tells you it's okay because we've seen all that, but I'm still not forsaking the church or the ministry. It's still how we make our living. Right. And that's why I want, so that, that's why the book is so important. So get the book. You can look and see uh, as you watch this, it'll tell you how to get it and subscribe and all that kind of stuff that you do on the podcast and get it and download it, read it and get rid of all those preconceived ideas that'll save you a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble. Well, we're going to do some more. We're gonna, this is not going to be our only podcast I'm going to do with you, but this helps us see to get started. You, you don't know and God comes through, you find God in the room. And everybody here, you can find God in the room if you want to to find him. He'll find you back. That's right. right. So anyway, so glad to have you here, Frank. We're going to do another one and just share, continue to share. But uh, thank you for joining us. More faith, more life. You need to get it and serve God with all your heart and never change your mind.